Hey, After Buzzers, before we move on to your next topic, we just want to say thanks to our sponsor, Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. Plus, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Also, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Plus, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Live from the AfterBuzz TV studios and now streaming live on Ustream, this is AfterBuzz TV for Survivor. We'll get you all the latest news and gossip for Survivor. If you'd like to call us, you can buzz in at 424-256-1729. That's 424-256-1729. And now, picking up where the show leaves off, and the buzz continues. It's AfterBuzz TV Survivor. Welcome, welcome. And we are surviving here. DJ Jesse Jandy, kind of getting a little sick on me. And uh, Rich may be sick from last night. From uh, We had our premiere party uh, for Serial Buddies up in Boston. That is a movie. It is the first serial killer comedy of all time. Um, so, again, that is up. As is the theme of Survivor, it is the theme of AfterBuzz TV. For this edition, we are surviving. Well, you know who uh, is here surviving with you? Steve the, the Steamer. Steamer. How's it going? It's going well. Glad to know you're surviving as well. Damn right. <laughs> so, um, first off, I have a question for you. Um, I didn't realize, la- uh, as people get voted off, they go on. Like, uh, they said Redemption Island, and I actually realized that was a, a thing. Um, so what, can they go back into the game, or how does that work with Semhar this time? Yes, they go to Redemption Island, and then at the the next episode, she will go against the person eliminated tonight, and then they'll keep going like that until a certain point where uh, they decide somebody goes back into the game, whoever's still around. Yeah, yeah. So, like, Senhar has to keep winning uh, Redemption Island, and if she's still there, she can enter, enter the game, go back in. I see. Well, that is, uh, I like that little twist. Um, now, let me ask you, what do you think of uh, Semhar's poetry and uh, issues with abandonment? I don't know what to make of the poetry. I'm not very big in, like, spoken words, so uh-huh. I don't know. I, I guess she's talented, and I don't know. Not, not really my thing. But, uh, you know, it was interesting. I, I was wondering if, um, like, why would you go on Survivor if you have abandonment issues? Like, you know everyone's going to be devious and basically plotting and strategizing, and there's a high chance that you will be voted off. I mean, you know, uh, one person at the end of it wins, um, so the chances, the, the odds are against you. Uh, not a great way to really rebuild um your confidence with human beings on this show. Fair point. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying, but, uh, I mean, you know, again, I, I feel she was, uh, voted off. 
for the wrong reasons. I, again, I, as I said last episode, she did lose the challenge for them, but um, Cochran was should have been voted off. And, um, you know, I think it's interesting looking at it this episode because obviously, as they always do, the previews kind of uh, show us, you know, lead us to believe something that doesn't actually quite happen. And last time, obviously, we got uh, the challenge where they were... Uh, this today's challenge where they were going around with the with the ropes and he was struggling at it and he was but eventually they did win whereas we thought you yeah. know that was going to be their demise once again yep. they tricked us they wow. did but hey at the uh, good news for you and I at least we kind of knew that that was going to happen and we could just we just had to predict based off what we saw but we knew that you know yeah. perhaps wasn't the full truth and you did say you you thought what episode 7 he might get voted off but definitely not yeah something along those lines definitely not episode 2 yeah fair enough um and uh so big kind of thing for uh Savai is that Ozzy this time around finds the idol yeah i don't i don't know what i think of that since it just seemed kind of rigged for him i mean like you tell me Cochran would be able to go in the tree and get it Mm. And so they planted a tree knowing that Ozzy is the only one basically that can climb the tree. Like, no one else on that. Well, maybe some of the more athletic guys can, but basically it was made for Ozzy. So it's like, I don't know if it's like a full-on full dick in the soup, but they're at least teabagging the soup on that one since <laughs> no one else no one else can get that idol besides Ozzy. So it's like, he's planting it there basically for him. Fair enough. And for those of you who are tuning in for the first time, um, "dick in the soup" is a is a term we use for a lot of reality shows here on AfterBuzz TV, and that's basically the, the producer's way of fixing something so that they get the outcome that they want. I, in this case, Ozzy having the idol. Because what do we got, Jesse? Thought you guys wanted a little preview for X Factor. <laughs> oh yeah, we have uh, we have for the X Factor is just. Bumping loud in the other studio. I'm so pissed with them. They're the quote cool show. Meanwhile, we're just doing our survivor show again. The theme, yep. we're just surviving. But hey, here we are and we love it. Um and uh all right. Uh the first half of this whole episode, as I assume will be the uh kind of format for the upcoming episodes, is strategy and all that. And Brandon yep. really bonds with Coach and reveals to him that he's uh Russell Hans. Uh, nephew, which uh, you and I didn't predict. I mean, maybe you did, but I certainly didn't. No, I, I didn't think it'd be that soon. I was, I was hoping there'd be more instances of him like trying to cover up the tattoos for everybody. Uh-huh. I thought that was the most interesting part of it, like seeing how creative he can get in doing that. But the fact that he told Coach leads me to believe that eventually it'll come out to the other people since I don't envision him sticking with Coach for the duration of the show. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was interesting because... Uh, and Coach went at him hard. He was like, you know, I don't want to be made to look like a fool twice. Um, yeah. And I hope that this is there's two options. He can either lie to me again, or it can mean redemption for the Hans family. And I hope it's yeah. the latter. Um, interestingly enough, I mean, we'll get more into this as we go into the elimination. But uh, Brandon lies to um, to Coach, yeah. which not really getting off on the right start, but. No. And you, and you tell, as we get there, obviously, Coach's reaction in the travel council. Obviously, that could be edited, too, but you, even if it was, you can tell he would have been upset at that. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, again, we'll, I'll, I'll save it for when we get there, but... um. Yep. The, 
All right, so we have to talk about, I mean, for me, Jim is slowly becoming kind of a very funny and uh, one of my favorite characters because he's so, in some sense, idiotic. Uh, yeah. he, uh, he has a marijuana dispensary, which is amazing. <laughs> um, and he makes his money off playing poker and all that. And so he yep. thinks, uh, you know, he's going to be perfect fit for this. And he creates this three, three plus five ratio. Which, um, three plus two, three plus two to get to the five. Yes, yes, there you go. Uh, I stand corrected. Um, and I love how, uh, who was the guy he's speaking to? I forget, I keep forgetting his name because they don't really feature him much. That's the guy in the yellow shirt that I was obsessed with last travel council. I believe his name is Keith. That, yes, it could be Keith, yes. Uh, so he says, let's get, uh, let's get Elise and who do what was the other girl's name? Uh, Whitney, the country singer. That's right. Um, and uh, what do you think of this strategy? I mean, uh, I love how Keith was basically up. Oh, he thinks he's in control, but he's so not because Ozzy and I already have an alliance, and we've already yeah. talked. The thing is, like, you need, like, a core group, like, to, to branch out and go, and go far. Like, we saw last episode Coach doing it with his tribe, trying to get five, considering there's only nine people in the tribe, so obviously five is the majority. And if those people are solid, you can at least get to the merge or wherever it comes time to cut these people loose. So you, you want to get the five that are solid together. So it, it is a good strategy, but the problem is, and just watching Jim play from what I've seen, like, I think if I was ever on the show, I would probably play like Jim, just try to just be just think everything's through and just be a tad overconfident, which it seems like he is, like just getting like, I orchestrated this plan, this is all my idea. Meanwhile, Keith and Ozzy will probably be calling the shots on it. And either Jim will just go along for a ride or Jim will probably try to cut them loose at some point. I, I just see him doing something stupid. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, what, what I don't, what I think is ironic and idiotic about Jim is the fact a lot of times most people that think they're in control are not really in control. Um, anyone yeah. who's kind of, because I feel like uh, what goes hand in hand to that is the word complacency. So now he's very complacent that he's got his team. He's all set. He doesn't yeah. have to worry about anything. When in reality, you know, again, you do. So, um, all right. Any last thoughts on that sort of uh, alliance? No, that's it for the alliance. But do you want to touch on, like, Cochran and Machete? I thought that was pretty amusing. <laughs> I don't know. If we're <laughs> Just the way he's like, my mother told me not to grab a machete. And it's like, you're out there on Survivor. Just do what you got to do. I'm, I'm sure your mother didn't want you to have your collar raised up like that or wear your belt around your neck. You look stupid. So just do what you got to do. Don't worry about your mommy. Yeah, yeah. I think, he, I think he even said my mommy. I don't know if he said mother. I think it was mommy, which makes it even worse. Yeah. But that's Cochran, so. Cochran. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> I think I would love to see Brandon and Cochran interact more. Uh, because in some sense, I feel like they kind of have the same issues. Uh, I mean, Brandon's big struggle is uh, good versus evil, and clearly yeah. uh, Michaela is just an evil bitch who is young and good-looking, and all she keeps yeah. saying is, I, I'm going to be a model. Like, all right, that's yeah. uh, that's so sinful. Does it say that in the Bible? If you're young, good-looking, and want to be a model, you are clearly a sinner. And I, I believe uh, last week he, he mentioned something about poverty, and, and you asked what that meant. 
and like Kelly was thinking like poverty, like the word, but it seems like he was alluding to poverty, who was a uh, was a survivor in the past. He was on three times and did very well, fairly well. And basically, her strategy was to use her good looks to attract the men in, and then basically discard them. So, I guess he's thinking she, she and Michaela's gonna do a similar strategy to her, which is possible. But I think Michaela is more of like a, a physical threat than poverty was. Like obviously, as coach was saying. Yeah, she's the strongest female on their team, so you want to keep her around. But I don't know what Brandon's issue is. There's obviously something more deep seated there. Which oh my! Well, it's I'm just, sure they'll get into at some point. I mean, it, it, he keeps mentioning how his wife and all that, and this girl's yep. a temptress. But like, at the end of the day, this girl—I just love how every time we go to her, it's just her standing there all by herself. It's not yeah. like if it—I could see. His perspective, if she was grinding up on guys and uh, you know yeah. making out with them in the bushes, but dude, she's not really doing much. Yeah, and, and obviously she's wear, not wearing much, but nobody's wearing much. So what is she supposed to do? Like go get a pair of slacks somewhere and put them on just to appease him? No, she's gonna walk around and what she has. So yeah, and they show her like bending over. It's like she's bending over doing work. It's not like she's intentionally like bending over for no reason. She's yeah. like trying to catch fish, building the shelter. So. Unless there's something they're not showing us, his whole thing against her just seems kind of silly. I think, I, I mean, she she wears the same amount of clothes for me, for my money, as the rest of the girls uh, on yeah. that team. So yeah. I, I just really don't get it. <laughs> no. But, again, I think I think his struggle of good and evil comes from the fact that he just wants to bang the shit out of Michaela and just can't. Yeah. That's what it comes down to at the end of the day. He doesn't want to be tempted by her, just his feelings of he thinks he can be disloyal to his wife, which obviously Michaela is an attractive woman, so I can see that perspective, but to try to pass it off as something else, it's just, <laughs> it's kind of weak. Yeah. Oh my God. Like, I don't even want to talk about Brandon anymore until we get to <laughs> a later part. Um, so, all right, uh, Christine, this time around, unlike uh, Stacy, right? It was Stacy who yeah. was, okay. So Stacy, last time around, um, almost found the clue, but she was right there, but didn't see it. This time, Christine finds it, and she struggles. Okay, do I do I tell or do I not? And she clearly doesn't. Um, and it was interesting. I'm going to borrow a quote from our host tonight. He said, uh, you know, here's your kind of big family and yet you still don't know who who's on your side. You know, you guys preach uh, that you are a family, but you're really not. Um, and I think I think she's obviously a part of the problem where she has this clue, but is not willing to say like, "Hey, I have it." Yeah, at the same time, she probably realized she was on the outs, so she wanted to keep it to herself. But I don't know what she was doing to try to get herself out of the outs, like. You gotta try something. Keep looking for the clue, or if you can't find the clue, do something with the fact that you have the clue. Yeah. And I don't know if they didn't show it, but it just seemed like she was just—I don't know—just kind of complacent, more or less. Yeah. Yeah. She's just... not gonna show him the clue. At least I don't know. Do something. Yeah. I mean, are are you talking about the fact that, like, okay, uh, she found the clue, but she didn't literally go out and now search um, for? I, I'm sure she searched and they didn't show it, but like she could. She's like, well, should I show them? Mm-hmm. And obviously, obviously, as you said, obviously she didn't. But I, I don't know what, what her whole strategy in doing that was. Like, she had to realize she was on the out. So you got you to do something to 
Yeah. Anything you can just try to get in their good graces. Yeah. Well, I mean, obviously, um, Coach's big problem with her is the fact that she basically uh, marked him from the get-go of like, okay, I want yeah. you gone. Not not a good Which strategy right off the bat. Stupid. Beyond stupid. Yeah, just keep it in the back of your mind. Get there eventually, but don't announce it. You know you're done no. for in that regard. And uh, clearly, she is gone for tonight. Yep. Um. All right. You want to talk about the challenge now? Yeah, we can, we can get to that. All right. You have seen way more challenges than I have, whether it's uh, MTV's challenge or um, the Survivor challenges or... Um, any other challenge, uh, most of my challenge knowledge comes from, uh, Legend of the Hidden Temple from Nickelodeon back in the day, <laughs> but how would you rate tonight's, uh, kind of challenge in terms of, uh, one to 10 in terms of complexity and fun and whatever? Probably about like a five is middle of the pack. I mean, I thought the untangling the rope would be kind of cool to do, but it didn't seem like it was really that difficult. No. I mean, honestly, the only, the only thing that's holding back Cochran is the fact he's uncoordinated. Like, it yeah. wasn't the fact he couldn't figure it out, since it was pretty basic. I mean, just keep t- turning around and going underneath people. It, he just kept tripping because he's not, he's not athletic. Yeah. And obviously, the other team, they whipped through it because basically it was kind of easy. Mm-hmm. And then they then you get into like the actual puzzles, which Survivor loves the puzzles. And as I said last week, that's to be one thing that keeps Cochran around and obviously Ozzy alluded to it in the beginning like hopefully it's a puzzle and maybe he can show his worth and they love those big blocks so it just seemed like a generic survivor challenge mm-hmm. um, did Cochran in your opinion really help out with uh, those blocks or was it more just kind of a team effort I, I think I don't know what they, they showed him screaming a little bit back there but it just seemed like a team effort it wasn't like he was any sort of ringleader on it. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know what his actual contribute, contribution was compared to anybody else. Yeah, I mean, here's here's my worry. Like, he, he's a smart guy, and if, and if you gave it to him to figure out, um, he could. But I think yeah. in those high-pressure situations, um, guys like that kind of tend to buckle. And it's sad to say, but I don't, I don't think... Sure, he has an intelligence factor, but um, the fact that he can't rise to the occasion does hinder him. You know, it's possible, and maybe as he actually does one of those things on his own, we'll see that. The only only thing we really see him do is give like instructions to Ozzy and, and this thing here. So, yeah, you could be right, but we'll have to, I guess we'll have to wait and see. Yeah. Um, and then obviously Upulu. I mean, what a what a huge sort of uh, lead at the beginning, and then God, yeah. like, are they really that dumb? Where they just, I mean, this is the second challenge. That yeah. uh, Ozzy, uh, no, not uh, coach is involved with that re- revolves around strategy that he just can't do. Yeah, they just can't figure out these puzzles, and I, I don't know what the problem was since they didn't show like every move they made, and I don't know how you would have solved it. But it just seemed like they're sort of complacent in their lead and just either didn't really motivate themselves or couldn't figure it out. I don't know what it was, but the fact that Ozzy and them were able to make up such a huge deficit yeah. speaks to how incompetent coach's team is. Yeah, and that, that that was kind of the disappointing thing. I didn't think uh, Savai won as much as Upulu, Upalu just um, deteriorated. Yeah. You know, and I, I, in my opinion, I really hate whether it's a sporting event or obviously challenges like this when that happens. Like, okay, I, I would, 
I really want two very good-sided teams or just one terrible team and one team just dominates as opposed to the team that was, quote, supposed to win just kind of falls flat. I really hate that. But that's the situation we find ourselves in tonight, obviously. Um, I mean, who did... uh, now, in the second episode, who do you like as a team better, and who are you kind of rooting for in these challenges? Is it more day-to-day? Um, if so, which one were you with today? Normally, I, I pick a team because I, I like more of the players on there, and then I stick with that team, hope they do well. And this one, I haven't really picked. I mean, I like certain people from each tribe. Like, I like Ozzy, and for some reason, I find myself liking Coach, which I didn't really like him the first few times he was on. Mm-hmm. But this time, I don't know what it is. I'm actually liking them and maybe that will change actually i'm probably hoping it changes and i don't want to like coach but at this point i am so i was i don't really care who won mm-hmm. actually yeah maybe i would would be rooting more for Ozzy team since i figured coaches had more dispensable characters like christine and and stacy so it probably worked out for the best but overall i don't really have a solid rooting interest yet this season mm-hmm. um yeah, I mean, for me, it's tough to decide. Um, I think for me, it's very fun just kind of watching them um, yeah. from an omniscient standpoint rather than, you know, be a full fan of, like, one team or another. Um, and, again, for me, I just love seeing Brandon and uh, Cochran to a degree and just yeah. their stupidity. Um, so, speaking of Brandon, why don't we uh, go back t- to the Mount... Uh, uh, what was her name again? Uh, Michaela. Michaela. Yeah. yeah, she screwed many a man. Is his quote, <laughs> and just coach just agrees. No, I, I don't know if he was talking about her or Parvati on that one. So I, he, I, I think he was doing his comparison to Parvati at that point, and then say she, Parvati screwed many a man, which in the game she has. I don't know if you're talking about Michaela. Oh, okay. Say, but I guess thinking that she could do a similar thing and doesn't want that to happen again, which. I mean, to compare her to poverty, I mean, at the same token, you can compare Brandon to Russell. He's actually related to Russell, so who's to say he can't do the same thing? Yeah. So to, for him to compare somebody to a past uh, contestant, pretty damn stupid because Coach knows he's related to Russell. So why can't yeah. you just think, hmm, he's comparing Michaela to poverty. I can compare this guy to Russell and want to get rid of him. It yeah. doesn't really make much sense to me. Exactly. Uh, well, your point was uh, very well articulated, uh, but in some sense, I wish you hadn't said that because I like the idea that Brandon was just basically calling her a whore about her past. <laughs> it would but, be, hey, we, we can still go with that. It is more amusing, so yeah, whatever works. But uh, you definitely, I think you very well articulated that. Um, and you're right. You know what? Um, it, it's ironic because Brandon says, you know, uh, we're going to have this pact, um, and he lies to Coach. And that's kind of the big thing, obviously, when they go to the tribal council, is the fact that Coach is being honest and says, hey, um, I heard that Stacy and Christine said you guys are voting her off, but that's not the case. Yeah, because obviously we saw Brandon tell them to vote for Michaela since that's what he's trying to do, which I don't know why he's trying to push out agenda. Like, Coach brought up a good point. Like, Coach is working with them, and Coach wants to— 
get rid of Christine or Stacy and maybe flush out the idol, have them one that play and get rid of the other one regardless. Yeah. So it's a solid strategy which has worked in the past. So why don't you just go with that and then get rid of Michaela? You can't stand another three days or six days or whatever with Michaela. Like get rid of her next if you so dead set on it. It yeah. didn't really make sense to me. But that's Brandon and I guess he just dead set on getting rid of her. Yeah, I think it, it's ironic. I, I um in looking at it now, I literally just thought of this. I don't think Brandon's strategy I don't think Brandon's goal is to win Survivor. I think it's just to get rid of her. It seems to be it seems to be the case. It's, it's not a very smart play on his part to do it. So I don't know what the end game is. So I, I want to get rid of Michaela, and then maybe thinking, oh, then I can start playing. No, you got to start playing from the go, and getting rid of Michaela at this point doesn't yeah. really make sense. And I love how he just goes up to everyone and says, like, you know, uh, we got to get rid of Michaela. We got to get rid of Michaela. Yeah. And everyone, I mean, they literally should uh, played like crickets chirping because everyone was like, why, <laughs> why, why. Yeah. Just makes no sense. How do you? Oh, we can't trust her and blah blah. blah. Like, what do you mean you can't trust? Like, what is she doing? That's so untrustworthy. And uh, what I liked about it was when he, he was like talking to everybody and like coach and all them. And then Michaela walks up, and instead of just trying to pass it like they're talking about something else, coach is like, Michaela, can you give us some privacy for a minute? Like, how stupid can you be? You're basically telling me you're talking about her. Yeah. Why can't you just? Like, everybody's been in a situation where they've been talking about somebody sort of behind their back at work or school or what have you, and then a person walks up. And you don't tell them to leave. You like change the subject to something else. But like for coach to do that, it didn't really make any sense, and they showed how short-sighted he could be. Yeah. And maybe that could be his downfall, but who knows? We'll see. Um, and I like the brief stint between Christine and Edna, I believe it was, um, where Edna comes yeah. up and she's she's basically reporting back the news. And Christine basically calls her out, you got to get your story straight, honey. What are you, what are you saying? Yeah. Yes. It's obviously a bad lie. So right there is probably why I think that was the one who voted for Edna. So just basically like, yeah, you're, you're dumb. Here's what you get for knocking your story straight, basically. Like, you can't just say, oh, we'll vote for her when that person was there. Obviously, that wasn't the case. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, Edna, I don't think, uh, I'm going to predict it right now. I don't think she's really surviving much because uh, she obviously didn't participate in the challenge, right? That was her. Yeah, they made at her. Yeah. Out. I think her future depends on Coach and what his actual sway is with the rest of his alliance, tribe, or whatever it'll end up being. Since that would be like a, a solid vote for Coach. So obviously he'd want to keep her around. It just depends on what the other people say and how much Coach wants to keep her around. Because she doesn't seem to, like, just the fact that she couldn't really lie to Christine shows that she's not the smartest person in the world. Yeah. And and obviously she's not the most athletic, so who knows. But weak, weak players, per se, like that have lasted a bit. It depends on how, how often the Tribe wins and... All yeah. sorts of like most scenarios, but if I was playing, you'd want to get rid of her as soon as you can, since I don't know what she's what she's actually doing for the tribe. Yeah. Well, let's talk about the tribal council then. Uh, Coach opens it up, and he, as he says, he's just being honest, and he lays everything yes. out on the table. Um, yeah. is that kind of his strategy? Does he, is he always that kind of bold, the dragon slayer? Is Yay. He- Definitely, he claims to be honest and wants to be loyal and all that. But in his first season, he was kind of shifty. In mm-hmm. the second one, he was more as he claims to be. 
So I, I would think that that is more or less his character, like to be loyal and honest and kind of be straightforward. So we'll see if he can stick with that this season. But his actions tonight in Tribal seemed to be pretty damn honest. Like, he just telling it as it is. And, and he heard that they were voting for Michaela. He didn't know any better. Yeah. And I like how he did say, I mean, uh, I know they jumped on him from the get-go, but um, it's weird because he said, like, hey, I just heard this. I didn't say I heard it from you. Yeah. We haven't talked since day one. And yet yeah. they still persisted. It's not like he was going against them, like, no, no, that's what I heard. Like, yeah. you got he, you he got the answer he, you he wanted. Told me that. yeah. So, uh, and I think that's when, um, I don't know, that could have really shifted things for... Um, for Christine and Stacy, because obviously they're the ones who got the most votes. And uh, in yeah. some regard, I forget uh, who's the other guy who raised the notion that like, um, then they try to pin it like, why aren't you saying who said it? And yeah. uh, the guy said, well, he's just being loyal to the guy um, who did say it, but at least he's being honest enough to say that hey, yeah. it wasn't actually you two guys. I, I believe that person's name is Albert. He's Albert. the one. He's the one who has the somehow immaculate sweater. Six or seven days into the jungle. I don't know how that sweater still looks good. What's he do like back in tribe? He like hang that on a tree, take it to a dry cleaner somewhere. But that thing looked pretty damn sharp considering he's out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. He's the businessman. I love it. <laughs> it was, man, I have to give him credit. He was looking looking pretty good in tribal council. Yeah. And yeah. He made he made a very solid point defending Toad, so I give him credit on that too. Exactly. And then uh, Brandon, out of nowhere, just comes clean and says, hey, I was the one who did this. And uh, what what do you think Coach's reaction was about? Because um, in my sensibility, it was, okay, Coach, at this point, he knew that Brandon lied. Um, yep. And he was, you know, but he was honest to his word where he was loyal to Brandon. And rather than rat him out, you know, he had a bigger play in mind. And... Yep. Uh, Brandon revealing this fact that he lied was not part of it, and it was like, dude, what are you doing? You just messed up the whole strategy. I think it was like a combination of, of those things. Like basically, he was probably disappointed that he he lied to him and saying how Christina Stacy wanted to vote for Michaela, like the reason behind that. And at the same time, there was no reason for him to announce to everybody he was one to say that because I mean, he just put a target on Brandon's back, and if coaches wanted to align with Brandon. Yeah. It doesn't really do coach any good since they're all suspect of Brandon, then eventually that might shift to being suspect of coach. Yeah. So it was definitely a bad move as far as coach, his connection to Brandon was concerned. You know what? I think Brandon's days might be numbered. I I would think I would think so too. And once it is it might be something like Cochrane where he, he gets a few more episodes out of it, but in terms of like long term, I, I don't see at this point. He, maybe he could surprise us and, and go far. But it, he's like the anti-Russell at this point. Like, Russell would never do that. Yeah. Uh, if he's trying to prove that he's not Russell, which he says he is. But at the same time, Russell was a very good game player. He just yeah. got a little too cocky at, at the end. But it makes no sense to, to, to do what Brandon did tonight. I think, I mean, Brandon is this for me. Have you ever seen the movie Unforgiven with uh, Clint Eastwood? All right, so Clint Eastwood, um, for those of you who don't know, unlike uh, me and Steamer, he basically, throughout the whole movie, he uh, refutes his reputation of, uh, it's a cowboy movie, so he's killed women and children and everything in existence. 
And for the whole movie, he refutes, like, oh, I don't do that anymore. I don't do that anymore. That's not me. Blah, blah. And as an audience, you just know um, the inevitable is going to happen at the end where he basically turns back into the real person that he is, who is a killer of women, men, children, and all that, and animals. And Brandon, who as much as he says he's battling good and evil, um, yeah. wants to not lie, et cetera, et cetera, I'm just... I mean, the inevitable is already kind of coming to fruition because he's already lied once. Oh, the fact that, you know what, maybe you're the dick. Maybe uh, Michaela is yeah. not so much the dick and the bitch and the temptress. So, yeah. I mean, his true colors could be coming out. I mean, we'll, we'll have to see what, where he goes from here, like how he tries to rectify what he did. Because obviously he had to apologize to Michaela. He had to apologize to Coach. And that could go a long way in, in seeing how long he actually lasts in the game. Yeah. I mean, I, I here's what I would I would like to see Brandon versus Cochran on a Redemption Island challenge. And I wish like all the kind of myths and fables would exist like uh you know, like you have to find like I don't know. You know what I mean? I wish there was like some sort of magic involved and there was like an actual good and evil spirit that they had to search yeah. for or whatever and like it would destroy their souls or something because these guys <laughs> Their imaginations are getting the best of them. I mean, I get it, Survivor and all that, but hey, at the end of it, there's, I mean, I get it, there's the, uh, whatever, mutiny and all that crap, but hey, at the end of the day, it's all just kind of make-believe. Yeah, it, but that good versus evil theme is the sort of same theme that last season, Russell was back for his third time, and he was eliminated fairly early, and he went to Redemption Island. And the person he went against Redemption Island with, Russell being like this big evil guy, was this Bible-reading, like young, handsome kid, athletic, very nice kid, just kind of naive. So it was the epic good versus evil battle. And that's what, like, as it was going on, like, pro should be, like, giving commentary and just trying to spin that, that theme all throughout. And then eventually good one and Russell was sent home. So maybe that could happen to his nephew, like a similar sort of thing where he, he goes up against good versus evil make he's good or what have you but it would be pretty interesting it would be well any last thoughts before we go to commercial and i have one special request jesse after we come back from commercial break let's come in on uh dmx says lord give me a sign because i think uh brandon really needs to listen to that song I, I think uh, it would have been funny at the end was Christine was leaving, like Coach getting like a pretty shot about like being a temporary player, since obviously there's no more temporary player than being the first one eliminated from your tribe. Yeah. It would have been a kind of spitty little jab, but obviously he just didn't think of it, didn't want to say it. It would have been pretty amusing. It would have. I just don't think he's that type of guy, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. I think okay. he chooses words kind of carefully. Um, but... But hey, I I would you know what it would have been fun to say like hey does, has he ever said like um, the dragon slayer slays again or something to that extent? Well, in the first season where he eliminated like his big adversary that he sort of turned his back on, he that's when he was all on the dragon slayer, and mm-hmm. I don't know if he ever did anything like third person like that, but it definitely would seem in the realm of his whole dragon slayer character that he was doing at the time. So maybe if he gets back into it, we'll, we'll see something along those lines. And it would be pretty amusing. Fair enough. Well, maybe Brandon's going to turn into that dragon and he's going to have to slay him. Yeah. Who knows? That could very well be. 
All right. Well, with that, why don't we hit a commercial break, and then we'll come back with predictions. Want to find out what the AfterBuzz is about? Genesis is a drama queen. This yes. is the divide that is going to carry the series? Give us a call. 424-256-1729. 424-256-1729. television, and they want it to be as dramatic as possible. I mean, it's experience. You never know what goes on behind closed doors. Find out why AfterBuzz TV is the number one source for after-show content. Now, in the eyes of Jimmy... Nucky is a villain. 424-256-1729. 424-256-1729. Four, two, four, two, I mean, who would you guys rather hear that from? Your husband or your best friend? <laughs> the wig! The wig will come out. That wig. When the TV show is over... Get your after Lord, give me a sign. There we go. See, Brandon just needs to listen to this over and over. Someone's got to fly him an iPod. Are you familiar with this song, Steamer? Yes, I am. There you go. So you know what's up. All right. Yep. Why don't we get into some predictions? I don't know. It seemed like the, the preview they showed, obviously showed, like, Michaela crying and, like, focused on Brandon. And I didn't really see much from the other tribe. And I don't know where it's going to go next week, but it seems to me like Coach's Tribe has much more dysfunction. Uh-huh. So I'm going to say they lose again, and I'll cop out and say Stacy goes home. Since if Ozzy's Tribe leaves, I don't know who it would be. But obviously, on coaches, we know Stacy's the odd woman out, so I'm guessing her. Yeah. Well, um, I, I didn't think they had a lot to go off of. I mean, we uh, they kind of played up the fact that Ozzy has an idol and uh, Brandon's battling yep. good and evil. So I don't know. Uh, I, I don't. I hope it's not a weak episode. I mean, uh, uh, I enjoyed tonight's very much, and uh, obviously they played up the Cochran um, kind of failure last time and that didn't happen that didn't bother me so hopefully it's just kind of you know uh, I don't know someone's uncreative in their teaser cutting skills but uh, I'm hoping for another good episode I think it will be since there is a decent number of characters and players to to sort of root for or root against so I don't think it'll be that bad of an episode regardless of how sort of weak the actual teaser looked Yeah, I think it'll keep moving the storyline along and Brandon, Cochran, and those type of players will have some more screen time for us to laugh at and make fun of. All right. Well, with that, uh, I think uh, ends our show. We thank you for listening. As always, keep tuning in. Um, we're here. And be sure to check out the steamer on other shows that he's done, whether it's uh, Breaking Bad, uh, for, for those of you uh, who want to go back and rewatch Challenge, um, from MTV or The Real World. He's also on there. Um, yep. We will be back next week. Uh, Steamer, any plugs you want to throw our fans away? No, I'm all set. Nah, I'm good. All right, how about this? Follow the Steamer at uh, <laughs> uh, on Twitter at the Steamer. He's a fun guy to follow. To um, anyways, <laughs> um, all right, I guess that's it. We'll see you next week. Yep. From producers Kevin Undergaro and Phil Svitek, engineer DJ Jesse Janity, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. 
If you have questions or comments, be sure to buzz us at info at AfterBuzzTV.com. And you can find us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter by searching for AfterBuzzTV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzzTV or its owners or principals.